When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. This is the Tar Heel Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. This is Coach Banghart Live, brought to you by the Carolina Club, your social and business club in Chapel Hill, and your connection to fellow Tar Heels and friends of Carolina. Now, here's your host, Matt Krause. Happy March, everybody, and welcome to the Courtney Banghart Show, our first show of the month of March, talking Carolina women's basketball with the head coach of the Tar Heels, Courtney Banghart. My name is Matt Krause, radio play-by-play voice of Carolina women's basketball, and the Tar Heels enter the third month of the calendar exactly where you want to be this time of year. Carolina has won five of its last six regular season games for the first time since the 2008 season, and that includes a weekend sweep this past week, a 25-point win over Georgia Tech, 84-59 on Senior Night at Carmichael Arena. That's Carolina's largest margin of victory in an ACC game since 2015. And then the Tar Heels storm back from a 14-point halftime deficit and beat Virginia Tech on the road 68-63 to cap the regular season on Sunday. So, Coach, first off, congratulations on those two wins. And second off, what a remarkable week for Carolina, huh? Yeah, man, it was great. As you know, I've been imploring this group to really trust the process with a uh, such a new revamped roster and then the no non-conference. And I've been saying it, and I know I'm an optimist, but I've been saying we're just getting better and better and better. And uh, 
you know, for them to do what they've done over the last month has been uh, really fun to be a part of. Um, and it's felt, it, it's felt like they're peaking at the right time. So it's been great. We'll get into this later in the show, but Carolina has earned the number eight seed in the ACC tournament. Tar Heels will take on Wake Forest for a third time this season. That'll be Thursday at noon. Winner of that game moves on to see top seed at Louisville Friday. That's a noon tip off as well. So obviously Sunday's game, a remarkable comeback. It was Carolina, Carolina's largest halftime deficit overcome since the 2013 ACC semifinals against Maryland, also a 14-point hole that the Tar Heels dug out of that day. So quite simply, what'd you tell the team at halftime in Blacksburg? Yeah, you know, I started on the defensive end and I said there are two things at play, one of which is they're really shooting lights out. Um, and we just have to hope they revert to the mean a little bit on that. And number two, we were being a little more reactive than we had planned to be instead of active. Um, and so we made some adjustments in terms of the angles of our switches um, and just how we wanted to implore backside help. Um, and I said that if we control that, we have to also hope they don't they don't shoot lights out. But, you know, usually over a 40 minute over a 40 minute game, that doesn't always uh, maintain. I said, it's kind of like our season, right? We um, thank God there's a second half. And so I said, thank God there's a second half. And now it's our time to go do our thing. What does it say about the adaptability of your team and their basketball IQ to take those changes that you put into play and execute them effectively inside the lines? Yeah, it's been, you know, watching this group mature, you know, there's an element of trust that they have on the floor that you're down 14 and you're not quite, you know, things aren't coming quite as easy. The other team's switching up their defenses and they just stuck with it. Um, and then also defensively, their ability to adjust energy uh, angles um, and, you know, uh, adjustments in live time. Um, that's what we weren't able to do with a young team two months ago. Um, and so, you know, that was a really hard fought win. It was one of the better wins I've been a part of in this program. Um, and for those that didn't get a chance to see it, you should try to find a tape on it because it was a great game to watch. Just six field goals allowed after halftime. That being said, that's a lot of transition opportunities. So how did your defense Sunday afternoon in the second half fuel your offense? Yeah, I think our, our activity was better, right? So defensively, we, you know, we, we really were in, were in lockdown mode uh, in so many ways, which led to, um, you know, which led obviously to some easier baskets, but it also just increased our activity. And it's, it's hard to play reactive on defense and then really active on offense, you know, although, you know, it's not a game like football where you do one or the other, you're either offense or defense, or, you know, it's really a fluid game. And so our activity level um, and the mobility that we play with on the defensive end, and I say it's active versus reactive, it, it translates to the offensive end as well. And, you know, we just stuck with it. We moved the ball a little bit better. Um, you know, we, we, we really trusted one another, made the extra pass and, and knocked down shots in the second half. Your opponents this week, Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech, attempted a combined 19 free throws. That's it over the two games. How important was defending without fouling this week? Man, it's key, right? It, it's it's key because it, it it allows us to get out and run. It also keeps our guys out of foul trouble. Um, and it means you're, you're, you're forcing them to make shots versus giving up. You know, giving up is reaching when you're in good position. So um, 19 free throws in two games is key to our success. Defending without fouling has, has remained a, a critical priority for us. And that stat's a bridge to Thursday night's game in which you shot 52% from the field against Georgia Tech. That's the best a Courtney Banghart coached Carolina team has shot in an ACC game. So what was the key to being so efficient and so effective on that offensive end on Thursday night? Yeah, you know, we it's nice when you make shots, but they were also easier shots because our defense, we were in like literally clamp down mode on that night as well. And um, when the ball moves and we get shots we practice, we're really good. And there's a confidence that comes from that. You shoot better when you're a little more confident. And Georgia Tech is such a big team. How are you able to neutralize their size on both ends of the floor, both offensively and defensively? 
Yeah, give give our bigs a lot of credit. Janelle has has really been um, tremendous positionally, and she's, as you know, has a very high basketball IQ. So she's doing exactly what we're asking her to do, um, and is able to um, take away favorites, uh, favorite actions, and, and, and favorite tendencies. Um, and then her and Liz played like a great tandem in the, in, uh, in the Georgia Tech game um, in terms of working together to stop the guy with the ball, um, and, and to be in the right position to eliminate touches. Um, so they they've been they've become a really good defensive tandem together. And how have you seen Alyssa grow on the defensive end, especially as she's played more of the four in this last month of the regular season? Yeah, I, I just have such praise for Alyssa. I mean, she's uh, she's played a lot of minutes this year at the guard, a lot of minutes at the post. She's guarded the best player, whether it's been a post or a guard. Um, you know, she's she's such a key element to who we are. Um, and, you know, she's she pays close attention to what we how we want to. Uh, what we want to do. And it's a little bit, remember, she's a freshman. So this is the first time she's seen these people. Um, it's a little bit easier when you're like, oh, right, it's you again. Um, and she doesn't have any of that, oh, right, that's you again. She just has to um, really retain what we're asking her to do in live time. Um, and yeah, she's just, I could I could literally talk for the entire radio show about how happy I am to have Alyssa as a Tar Heel. Well, we'll talk about some of the other individual efforts this past weekend. Some awards handed out. That'll come up in our next segment here of the Courtney Banghart Show. It's brought to you by the Carolina Club, your social membership club in Chapel Hill and your connection to fellow Tar Heels and friends of Carolina. The club offers exceptional dining, an unbeatable location for UNC sporting events, a full calendar of social, business, family, and community affairs, and access to the club network of over 200 private clubs. You don't even have to be a UNC alum. Everyone is welcome at the Carolina Club. Please visit carolina-club.com to learn more about your club at Carolina. Time for our first break. Back with more Carolina women's basketball discussion after this from Learfield. I'm G. College. Welcome back to the Courtney Banghart Show, our first show in the month of March. Tar Heels get here riding high, having won five of their last six games in the regular season. And when the team has success, that means some individuals are recognized. The All-ACC Awards came out earlier today as we record this on Tuesday. Carolina had two players honored. Janelle Bailey received honorable mention All-ACC accolades. That's the fourth time in four years in her Carolina career that she's been recognized in the postseason awards. And Deja Kelly was named to the All-ACC freshman team. That comes a day after Deja went back-to-back as the ACC's Freshman of the Week. She was recognized last week, and then after scoring 22 points, matching a career high in both of Carolina's games this week, Kelly earns ACC Freshman of the Week and then is named to the All-ACC Freshman Team. So, Coach, just a couple of thoughts. We'll begin with Janelle, 4-for-4 four four in postseason accolades from the conference in her Carolina career. Obviously, you only got to coach her for two of those four seasons, but some more well-deserved recognition for Janelle, isn't it? Darn right, Matt. The consistency to get uh, be recognized as one of the elite in one of the elite conferences for four years is um, is remarkable. And she's done that through a coaching change. Um, she's done that um, by expanding her game. Um, and so, you know, it's a, as you know, I, I can't vote for my own. So that's a it's totally selected by her by the peer coaches and um, really proud of her. It's something she should be proud of forever. And then it's somewhat of a microcosm of the Tar Heel season that Deja Kelly has really improved statistically and turned things around here in the month of February, just as the team has started to turn things around in the win-loss column. And I think that those two really do go hand-in-hand, don't they, Coach? Oh, 100%. Yeah, you know, Deja came in highly sought after and highly talented, but, you know, had to adjust to the college game like everybody does. And, um, you know, it's just that kid, when she's had the success and has the star power she has, she doesn't get to do that in isolation. She doesn't get to do that in quiet. Um, And so I just, how she embraced the growth um, that the journey and the, and the transition requires is, is something that I'm really proud of for her, you know, and I, I trust her. I know she trusts me and, and to see her have her success 
um, when all she did was just keep on keeping on is is really awesome. So we need more from her uh, in the next few uh, in the next few weeks. Um, but yeah, all, all rookie team was 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 uh, one of her goals, and and she did it, and uh, I celebrate her. All conference selections are a little bit wonky. Dana Evans, the player of the year, playing for the first place team in Louisville and teams like NC State had a couple different players recognized, but ultimately it's an individual award. So in a way, weirdly, is it a good thing to not draw a ton of individual attention because it means that this team is so balanced up and down the lineup and you have so many different threats that can contribute at both ends of the floor? You know, you can't help but, I mean, jokingly, we sort of, we would have liked to have had a few more recognized. So we said, wow, we must be really good coaches if we have basically one good player, you know, and on the all-league team. Um, you know, no, you always want your kids recognized for where they fit within the league hierarchy. But it's also, you know, they chose to come to Carolina, meaning they chose to be amongst the very best. If they wanted a guaranteed player of the year uh, nomination, um, then they could play in a smaller conference, right? They're going to have to work for it, all of them. Um, and so I, I really tip my hat to everybody who's been on those teams. Um, and I, I love the journey of growth that my team's making, and I'll expect to have some more moving forward on that list. Another piece of the growth element for Deja Kelly, how did she overcome the mental block of you know getting up so many shots that you see, oh, it hit the rim, it's short. Oh, it hit the back of the rim, it's long. But then all of a sudden, the shots have really started falling as this year's gone along. What, what did she do to try and overcome that mental aspect of things? Yeah, I think she just attacked, she's attacking possessions better. Um, you know, I think she obviously, like everybody, she's a great teammate and wants to fit in. And so she at first was trying to figure out her, her way. Um, but she put the time in, you know, she, she spent a lot more time in the gym. Um, she kind of changed her mentality into attack mode a bit. Um, and there's no rhyme and reason, and there's no sort of one way to do it. You just got to kind of um, put good practice days together. You got to put good training sessions together. You've got to put uh, consistent and, and um, helpful and relevant reps together outside of practice. Um, and she kind of did all of those things. And, and ultimately, when we needed her most, she was exactly what we needed. What does it say about the shape and fitness of your players that you're able to use for your five starters for 38 minutes or more Sunday in the regular season finale? Yeah, I mean, right. That's, you know, as a coach here, I am promoting and, and celebrating the depth. I think we've got a lot of it. And, uh, you know, at the same time, what we were, what we had in that second, um, in that second half, that group, they're getting every stop and they're, they're generating good looks. It's kind of like, why would you mess with it? Right. Um, and, and they played so hard for the entire game. Um, and so sometimes your bench is, is gives you necessary um, energy off the bench in terms of giving your guys rest. Sometimes they give you an element um, in their readiness is, is something that can help you scout wise. And other times you're, you're the group that's in can, can run with it. And, and it was one of those games. Yeah, the Tar Heels definitely feeling healthy headed into the month of March. And our friends at Blue Cross and Blue Shield remind you that you can stay healthy by reminding you to practice your three W's. Wear, wait, and wash. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina, the official health insurance partner of Carolina Athletics, resolves to keep North Carolina healthy. More with the head coach of the Tar Heels, Courtney Banghart, when we continue with the Courtney Banghart Show after this from Learfield IMG College. Welcome back to the Courtney Banghart Show, talking Carolina women's basketball and getting ready for Carolina's ACC tournament opener for the second year in a row. On March the 4th, Carolina will take on Wake Forest in the first game of the day in the ACC tournament. It's around later this year than last year. Last year was the 12-13 game. This year it's the 8-9 game. Tar Heels earning the number eight seed for that event. And that game tips off Thursday at noon. But Carolina gets here to the month of March 
ranked number 32 in the net rankings, which is the NCAA's evaluation tool that essentially puts every Division I team on an equal plane. The lower your number, the better. It's ranked 1 to 343. So Carolina is now fourth among ACC teams and has wins over four of the top five other ACC teams in those rankings. Coach, how often are you looking at those metrics and what are you studying in these days leading up to Selection Monday? Yeah, I'm looking at them all the time. Now they won't change again until after the weekend, but um, you know, I check them basically every Monday. And um, the point of that, as you said, is it's a more accurate tool because it's weighted into who you played, right? So is, is a win against a below 300 team shouldn't count the same as a win against a top 25 team, which is called quad one. Um, and so, you know, I think partly what I, what I, or a lot of what I'm so proud of for this particular team is, is that um, in this six, in the last six games, the quality of the opponent that we've beaten, and especially with going on the road, but the quality of the opponent, you know, you had obviously with the person was Georgia, Georgia Tech that was 25, and then it was Virginia Tech that was 25. And of course it was NC State at, at somewhere between one and three. Um, you know, these are all just their quality wins. And that's what the evaluative tool looks at. So it doesn't just count a win for a win. And so the, we look at it a lot. I think it's the best. You could say, well, we're eighth in the ACC. Well, our strength of schedule is higher than, than everybody else, right? We've had bigger wins and we haven't had bad losses. So why would you have a, a mathematical tool that gives you most accuracy and then ignore it? So imagine that our listeners are the selection committee. Make the pitch right now for the Tar Heels to be included in that field of 64. I mean, I think it's just uh, look at the body of work. You can you can either look at the eye test, watch this team, watch this team play and recognize who they are now. You didn't pick the teams in December for a reason. You didn't pick the teams in January for a reason. Um, if you want your best 64 teams in, that are playing in March, um, then you use a, co- a combination of things. What conference did they come from? How have they been tested? You also look at how did they do in the games they played? Do they have um, how many big wins do they have and how many bad losses? Um, and then you look at the mathematical, um, the net tool that, that looks at, um, the factors that have were deemed before the season even started as being really important, critical, evaluated tools. And so, you know, I think when you look at that, there's just there's no other way to look at it than, you know, Carolina's in and and, and hopefully in a seed and a matchup that, that we like. And selection Monday is Monday, March 15th. Obviously, there's a week between the conclusion of the ACC tournament and selection Monday. So as of now, how do you plan to handle that week to try and number one, keep the team sharp, but number two, give them some much needed rest? Yeah, you sort of you figure out how long you in the ACC tournament. So when does that start and stop? Um, And then um, you know that you're uh, you find out Monday night. And I'm assuming because of quarantining, you pretty much leave on Tuesday. It's a big assumption. But um, and so you're looking at some version of a week or 10 days or whatever it ends up being. And so, um, you know, you utilize your scrimmage guys appropriately. Uh, you utilize your strength and conditioning and training room appropriately. Um, you utilize your skill development. You know, it's just never, never not the right time to get better individually. Um, and then you ensure that you're doing enough um, as a team to re- to remain sharp and, and cohesive. But in terms of the day to day, we'll give them time off. We'll give them a, a couple days in a row. We'll give them, um, but then we'll we'll kind of get back to work and um, and go from there. So we I won't know the details until I know when we're done and and, and um, we'll go from there. Outside the lines this season, we've used this third segment of the show to talk about the supported cause program that your team took up during the regular season this year and highlighted such a wide variety of causes. So now that that process is complete, how did that impact you personally and this program throughout the season? Oh my gosh, in so many ways, Matt. Thanks for asking. I think 
um, you know, I, I think I, a, a sense of gratitude is in a sense of service is really natural to my core. So in a way it, it comforted me and it, and it um, settled me in such a unique year of, of disruption um, because it's kind of true to how I operate. I think it also allowed our players to have a voice and a level of impact outside of outside of the lines, which is who they are as well. Um, and some of it was educational in terms of how you do it um, and how big and small. Um, and then some of it, of course, was action oriented. Um, and so it just in it, it allowed us to honestly um, humanize a really disrupting and isolating time that was that was really special and then doing it together. You know, this team has um, so much of, of COVID has forced us to be separate. You know, we can't even sit near each other. You know, I, I basically have a sensor that I wear that it, turn, it blinks red every time I'm within six feet of somebody else. And so your goal at the end of each, each, each day, your trainer sends over some data is how often were you in that six foot and you never want to see within 15 minutes of the same person. Um, and so you're, you're literally being, you know, buzzard to stay away from people and to have an opportunity to, to be collective in our, in our desire to make an impact and desire to serve has, has felt, has led us to feel closer. Certainly a great cause that Carolina basketball has taken up throughout this strange season. Courtney Banghart show is brought to you by the Carolina club, your social membership club in Chapel Hill and your connection to fellow Tar Heels and friends of Carolina. The club offers exceptional dining and a beatable location for UNC sporting events, a full calendar of social business, family and community affairs, and access to the club network of over 200 private clubs. You don't even have to be a UNC alum. Everyone is welcome at the Carolina club. Please visit carolina-club.com to learn more about your club at Carolina. We'll talk about Wake Forest after our last break of the day. It's the Courtney Banghart show from Learfield IMG college. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina is the official health insurance partner of Carolina Athletics, reminding you to practice your three W's. Wear, wait, and wash. We resolve to keep North Carolina healthy. Well, Coach, you took on Virginia Tech three times this season, earned the victory in the third matchup against the Hokies, and now it's another three-time opponent, the Demon Deacons of Wake Forest. Each team won on their home floor this year, so they figured, well, why not get them together halfway between the two campuses and settle it once and for all. So when you watch the tape of the Deeks throughout the year, obviously it's been a while since you've seen them. What have you seen? Yeah, you know, it was hard actually to look even back at last year, the the games previously, because both of them were played in December. um, And we are in every way different than we were in December. Um, And so, you know, they are uh, led by two all-conference players, um, seniors um, that have been highly productive um, and only keep getting better. And the, the biggest difference is their supporting cast is better than it was in December, as are we. So, um, you know, they're starving for a win. I think if they if they don't win, it it, it doesn't look like their, their tournament hopes are good. Um, so, you know, you get another urgent team, um, you know, a team that knocked us out of the tournament last year. So there's just a lot to play for. You know, as a coach, there's always a lot to play for. So this is just another example of that. Yeah, how do you neutralize Ivana Ratza, that really long athletic player at the four spot for Wake Forest? Yeah, she's so skilled and she's a European type player and that she's plays the game a little bit differently. She's got she's highly coordinated. She uses her pivot feet well. Um, you know, she can she can she's got mid range, three point range. She's got counters in the post. You know, she's just a she's a tough matchup. She's different than the type of players you're used to guarding. Um, so we'll make sure our best defenders are on her. We'll make sure we shade as we need to um, and we'll make sure we make her guard us as well. What do you have to do to speed the game up if Wake Forest wants to try and slow things down and muck things up and make it a low possession game? We got to be active. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, they have the ball. It doesn't mean that they own the possession. And that's what happened against Virginia Tech in the first half. We sort of like, all right, it's your ball. So we're going to, you know, we're going to react to what you do. It's like, no, that's not how we roll. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of irrelevant in my eyes on who, who has the ball. It's more that we're going to own the possession. 
Um, and we'll just, uh, we'll hope to start that way uh, on Thursday. Early keys to victory on Thursday afternoon. Uh, you've got to neutralize, uh, which is not easy, both Ratsa and Conti. Got to neutralize them and um, not let them have a huge night for their teams. Um, and then pace of play is important. You know, we have to be the aggressors. That's when we're at our best. And then, of course, um, let's speak it into existence. Let's just keep making shots. Well, Coach, we appreciate the time today. Congratulations on a great finish to the regular season. And fingers crossed we are back here in two weeks on this show previewing the NCAA tournament. Heck yeah, that would be great. That was the goal all along, and um, I think we earned it. So we'll see you soon, okay, Matt? I appreciate all you do, uh, and go Heels. That's the head coach of the Tar Heels, Courtney Banghart, and it's her show, the Courtney Banghart Show. You heard it from start to finish on the Tar Heels Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Coach Banghart Live has been brought to you by the Carolina Club, your social and business club in Chapel Hill, and your connection to fellow Tar Heels and friends of Carolina. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Tar Heel Sports Network. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So, do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. All state vehicle and property insurance company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.